I'm good. What's my name? I'm Kirsty Logan. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host Heather Parry. <laughs> who even are we anymore? Uh, who knows? It's day nine mm. of our 13/14 Tales of Horror. Thanks, Christopher Pike. Horror, the Halloween season five pre-crawl rundown thing. Yes. God, that was awful. Wow. Um, We're getting better at this. And yet, the story's getting worse. Mm. Welcome to Robot Stein. So, Robot Stein, or R.L. Stein, uh, as he is actually known, is a frequent part of the, I was going to say guest, subject. and then I was like, it's not on the podcast. Um, subject on the podcast, so I'm not going to say all the episodes that he's on, but I'm going to say the highlights. Lowlights? Lowlights! Uh, episode two, which is The Witness, aka The, the Shitness, shitness. Um, which we absolutely hated and really set the tone for the entire rest of the podcast and how we feel about robots dying. There's a corpse mop in it, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that mm. happened, that happened. Also, episode 40, uh, so clearly he spans the breadth of the series, um, which is the babysitter four. We have done all the other babysitter episodes, but that's the one where it really goes batshit. It really is something. And it's not got both feet in reality anyway so no and then also episode 26 which is beach house (laughs) which featured a bum knife and someone going into a closet to go back in time people going in and out of the closet all day on that one it was a delight of queer subtext i will say that and the thing is if you are going to drown someone you also need to bum knife them to death yep and strangle them, was it? Anyway, if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> check out that episode. Don't read the books. No, don't just ever read a Robot books. Stein book. Just listen to us slag them off. Mm, you can read one. Which is coming up in season five. Oh, me, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to be like, which one can we do about that one? No, so shockingly enough, you'll have to wait and hear about it, but in season five, we have read a Robot Stein book that we actually like. No, don't, no. When you put it like that, it sounds so wrong. Doesn't it does, it? doesn't it? Of all the dozens that we've read, one is good. Guess what it is and let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read you the opening bit of the spell. Oh, God, no. When anyone does anything. <laughs> You're so reluctant. Oh. I know I should call the police. Exactly how I feel as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should call the police about William. But I know just... I should call the police <laughs> about, about Robot Stein. Stein. But I'm just sitting here staring at the phone. It's as if someone has cast a spell over me or something. Now, dear listener, remember that. Because the e- that's the end of the story. So the end is the story. You'll see why that's such a fucking pointless thing to... Anyway. <sighs> so, we're, but we're not angry. We're just disappointed. I am angry. Okay. And disappointed. So our protagonist is Jennifer. Her pals are Erica and Stan, and her boyfriend is William, and they are good friends. Oh, and they've also got another pal, Marty, who is a big prankster. No, I hate pranks. Stop it. Has Robert Stein ever done a book without a prank in it? I fucking dare you 
to write one. Chris, Christopher? No, robot. Speaking no, of, if you've got your robot sign bingo card there, you can now fill in the space for white blonde hair because William has got white blonde hair. Ugh. How common can that possibly be in the general population? I did look it up that one time for that episode and I think it's like 0.4% or something. Even less likely is someone like Marty who has curly red hair and blue eyes. Huh. You don't really get redheads with blue eyes, do you? I mean, you do because it's fake, know. but... <laughs> I mean, your eyes are fake. <laughs> yeah, right. Natural redhead. Eyes are completely Pure glass. glass. <laughs> um, it's like the red hair and green eyes thing, which I always used to fancy. And I think it's just from reading books like this. Because they're always wild. They're always a hot girl. She, yeah. Oh my gosh, she's red hair. How wild. Hair. I sometimes think if I hadn't grown up watching Dana Scully in The X-Files and Angela in My So-Called Life, would I dye my hair red now? I don't know. Uh, other colours don't really suit me. Me neither. Hmm. I had black hair for a while, but it was, it's a yes. bit dark for my skin. Tone. We've all had black hair. Yeah. I had black hair with a massive blonde streak in it. Wow. Like white blonde. In fact, there were three. It looked like a badger. Mm-hmm. Or you would have looked like you were in a 90s pop band. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like you are in Bewitched. So anyway, the five of them... Bewitched. Back to the story. Oh, I wish I was in Bewitched. <laughs> the five of them hang out, um, and William is not great at sports ball. Take off the bingo card there. Although we don't know what team what it kind. is. Or what Because he hasn't got wearing. a hat for it. Mm, mm. If only. Maybe they edited out the cap. Oh, I bet he was livid. <laughs> He's like, I need the cap. It's vital to my process. Oh my God. I bet Robot is like one of those twats who think they actually can't be edited. I bet he's like, <gasps> no, you've taken out a very important metaphor about something being as being as hot as another hot thing. <laughs> That's the key to the story. I don't think he knows what a metaphor is. Really. That's true. Uh, so William isn't great at sports ball and Marty gives him a hard time about it. But basically they're friends. But here's a bit of tension. Friends don't give friends a hard time about not being good at sports ball. No, they don't. Or they can do a little bit of needling, but only if everyone's on board. Anyway, there's a weird bit of frenemyship with William and Marty because Marty and William both go for the same lead role in The Music Man, which I believe is a musical. Uh, Marty gets about it. About a man? Probably. <laughs> it must be about coming from down your way. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I am the music man. I come from down oh, your way. okay. That was... Awful. That's Can't great. Anyway. Maybe you should be the lead in The Music Man. I don't believe I should. <laughs> For two main reasons. <laughs> so, uh, Marty gets the part. He also gets a job that William wants. I've written Williams there. That's better. Like John oh, Williams. Um, and so, obviously, he's just taking everything that William wants. Mm, and then Rude. guess what William does instead? He gets really into hypnosis. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Which is something like a divorced mum does. Our divorced mum. Yeah, right? <laughs> She'll get really into something like that. Uh, and Marty calls William the great foodini. What's that a reference to? I think that would only work if he was like a hypnosis chef. Yeah, or really liked food, or had a job serving food, or... Yeah. Huh. Cool. Or if he ran a blog about uh, hypnotising people into liking certain restaurants. Because it doesn't make sense, because you could have had any other Houdini pun. You could have had, like, the great Boudini, because oh. he's a ghost. Woodini, because yeah. it's like woo-woo. Or Moodini, like cows. Oh, my God. There, he's got no f- more connection to food than cows. No. Or ghosts. <laughs> nice one, robot. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, one night, the four of them without Marty are hanging out, and William tries to hypnotise the other three with a teaspoon. Guess what? It doesn't work. A while mm. later, 
they're all hanging out without Marty again. And William gets them some ice cream to eat from the freezer. Kirsty, it's lovely. <laughs> and they enjoy it. Wow. I'm but, glad you included but, that. Okay. Uh, they go, I, they, would, I would be sad if it was disappointing ice cream. It, yeah, terrible. And then they go out for a walk. And William tells Erica and Stan to walk into the middle of the traffic to stand on the yellow line. And they do. Ooh. And they almost get hit by a truck. Jennifer freaks out. You'll notice there that Jennifer did not walk out. No, she didn't. Um, Oh, yeah, that is a plot point. (laughs) She begs him to bring them back, and she says she won't tell anyone if he gets them safely out of the traffic. So he does, and she doesn't tell anyone. I probably would. Yeah, I still would. So weeks later... Just because you've said you won't tell anyone, if it's actually dangerous, like, still tell someone. Yeah. Weeks later... She starts to tell Marty that Williams... Williams? I can't... I've got Williams now. Williams is getting weird. Kenneth Williams. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Um, but he hears them. Williams hears them. Kenneth. Uh, and says Jennifer is on Marty's side. Do it in a Kenneth Williams voice. I'm not going to do a Kenneth Williams voice. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. Only Kenneth Williams can do Kenneth That's Williams. That's true. So he's pissed off with her being on Marty's side. And he says he's going to hypnotise Stan and Erica to kill Marty. And no one can stop him. So Jennifer calls Stan and Erica and warns them and says that they should just pretend to be hypnotised. Okay. Now that's a flaw (laughs) in the plan. Because you can't just decide not to be hypnotised. No, surely not. Well, I don't know. Can you? I don't know. And I think just don't go. Just, Just avoid the situation altogether. I feel like so many of these stories were like, just don't go. I feel like it's as useful as saying, to go. you know, he's going to come over and stab you, but if you can just pretend to have been stabbed, uh, then this should be fine. Fine. So William calls them all over to his place, and they all go. Don't go. He gives them ice cream after dinner, Kirsty, and guess what? What? It's lovely, and they enjoy it. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, this story is so exciting. He then tells Erica and Stan to go and kill Marty, to meet him at work and to bash his head in with a baseball bat. Oh, that was a bit of a twist. Yeah. From a lovely ice cream. They seem to be hypnotised. But are they? How can we know? How can they we tell? They could just be pretending. They could just Not be really to... good at acting. Weird. So, they go and William takes Jennifer in his car to the restaurant where Marty works and she sees his corpse. What? His head has been bashed in with a baseball bat. And that's pretty hardcore. So she just gets up. just pretending. Maybe he's. Maybe everyone's just pretending. Who knows? So she gets out of the car, runs away, gets home, and she goes to call the police. But William calls instead. You could hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You could. Mm-hmm. And she says, how did you do that? And he says he did a post-hypnotic suggestion on them. Huh? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, when they were back at the pizza place, I assume with the teaspoon, so there was no need to ever hypnotise them again. Then he tells Jennifer to have some ice cream. <gasps> Will it be lovely? It'll be lovely. Oh, wow. And she'll enjoy it. And she wants to leave to run away, but she can't. She'll wait for William to tell her what to do. Mm. Ooh. That ending's kind of creepy. That ending is creepy. If only there was any sense to the rest of the story. Why the ice cream? What's the post-hypnotic suggestion? If we could give Robot Stein a service which he doesn't deserve, we could... Editing? (laughs) We could say, maybe if we take the hypnotism out and just have him be an abusive boyfriend, 
that's kind of a scary story. That's horrible. Yeah. If it's just like he's killed someone or he's threatened or manipulated someone into killing someone and she's so traumatised that she is just sitting waiting. She won't run away and she's just sitting waiting for him to tell her what to do. I don't think that's what's happening here, but maybe we could choose to read it that way. Oh, uh, you could. I mean, it's shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's just shit. Yeah. I'm not into it. Two? Yeah. The thing is, we know he's done worse, but it's also not the worst in the book. We've got worse coming up. I feel like this should be a separate R.L. Stein scale, because everyone else throws him off. Yeah. Because he's kind of consistently quite bad. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Didn't know if you knew I felt that way, but uh, it's not his worst. Oh. Like he's done a lot worse, I have to say. At least it wasn't like ghosts that disappeared into the ether. Mm. Yeah, right. So what are we doing tomorrow? So tomorrow we are with our girl Diane Ho, Hello. with dedicated to the one I love. Just gonna say, it might be tons of characters. Might be 140 characters in a 13-page uh, story. That's kind of her thing, isn't it? So. You can keep up with us until tomorrow by mm-hmm. doing what, Kirsty? Finding us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And you know the drill by now. If you want to become a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and you get all kinds of shit. Uh, but you can also <laughs> just like reward, rate, reward, yep. review, rate, subscribe. Do that. Yep. Tune in. Bye. Drop out. Goodbye. Goodbye.